Hello and welcome back to Misfits in the Church, a show designed to help individuals who struggle with belonging in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Jerry Cook and I'm very grateful to be a member of that church, but at the same time there are sometimes challenges with being able to fit in or to feel like we belong. And so that's what the show is all about. I really hope that you've enjoyed the series of episodes that talk about miracles. It's something I'm completely fascinated about. And it's very interesting to me that God loves to provide miracles to misfits who are misfits for Christ. And it's, it's just an exciting time to, to be alive. I want to go a little bit different direction today and provide a book review of a book called Unoffendable by Brant Hansen. This is a concept that has intrigued me considerably. And it's something that a lot of other misfits really struggle with. When we don't feel like we belong, it's actually pretty easy to feel offended, to feel excluded, to not feel like we are being seen, to feel like we're not being understood. And, and so a lot of times we will bring that, that, that baggage, if you will, into the church and it sometimes serves as a self-fulfilling prophecy where we sometimes attract the very things that we were trying to repel. And so again, I was very interested in this book and today I wanna to share some things that I've really liked about it. Some things that were, um, I, I would say neutral, if you will. And then um, also share some things that I didn't like about the book so that you can make your own decision about whether or not you want to get the book or not. Some of the things I really liked about the book is, of course, just bringing this, this topic to the surface. It's something that we see in our culture, not only for misfits or misfits in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or for people who struggle with belonging in the church, but we see people being offended all the time in politics, in our culture, in our society, in news shows, in one-on-one -on -one interactions, at church. I mean, we people seem to be getting offended all the time. And in one respect, I feel like we've, we've become too easily offended. And so that's what initially drew me to this book, because I wanted to learn more about it. Why, why are we getting more and more offended today? I, I've gone through about two-thirds of the book so far, and I don't feel like it really has answered that particular question. But it did give some great insight about allowing God to judge people rather than us being the judge. And it's very interesting that when we're offended, we're often judging them in the same way that we're accusing them of judging us. So, for example, we might be judging them and saying, you don't, you don't even understand where I'm coming from. When, when we're the ones probably don't understand where they're coming from. And I, it's, it's a terrible thing in our society that people who disagree or have differences can't just simply talk to one another without having to try to convince each other, without shouting them down or censoring them or calling it hate speech. I find that to be very, very sad in our culture today. So again, that's something that I was interested in from a cultural perspective, as well as from a personal perspective. How could I learn to not be as offended as frequently as, as I am? Another thing that he pointed out in, in, in the book is that God is perfect. 
but he still works with us, or paraphrasing the words of Elder Holland, it must be difficult or a struggle for God to work with such imperfect people, but he deals with it, and so should we. So that's a very common theme. The author is not uh, an LDS author, but I'm, I'm kind of put in an LDS twist, if you if you will, to it. One of the things that he also talks about is that being offended sometimes is, is giving ourselves permission to appear self-righteous. If I'm offended that someone else is dressing a certain way or acting a certain way, if I'm offended, it's kind of like a badge of honor saying, well, it's because I would never do that. I must be, I must be better than them. And it's almost like I build up my own personal ramiumptum in that particular situation. So again, I'm I'm using LDS words to describe the book, even though he he didn't necessarily use use those words, but he he did inspire the ideas. And so again, there's a lot that I like about it. If nothing else, I really like that he brought this to the surface. He brought it to the surface of my attention, so it's something that I could work on a lot more because I know that I've too easily gotten offended and in a lot of a lot of situations when I didn't really really need to be one of the neutral aspects if you will so it kind of depends on how what maybe what your personality is and what you like in a book I listened to this one as an audiobook and I swear that the individual has ADHD now I'm not against anyone who has ADHD I think I struggle with having attention, persistent attention. But uh, this, this individual, he, he, you know, he goes after the, the squirrels all the different times, meaning he, he jumps to other topics and there's so many tangents. It's really sometimes hard for me to follow, but some people really like that. But I, I like it when people typically stick to one or, or a few topics rather than kind of jumping around. Uh, he also tells a lot of stories some people really like stories because they feel like they could relate to that. And other people are saying, why are you telling so many stories? Can't you just get to the, get to the basic concepts, the facts? So again, it really, really depends on, on what it is that you like. Now, some of the things that I don't like about this book is I feel that in some ways it's, it's on the border of ignoring either wicked or ignoring things that are not good for us. So for example, he tells a lot of stories of how he's really good friends with people who, who aren't living the gospel according to his standards, but it's okay. We still either allow them into our lives. We Not only do we not judge them, but we don't even need to tell them that what they're doing is wrong. And I, and I see I see truth, I see good in that, but at the same time, I worry a little bit that the message seems to be so much about tolerance rather than, I guess this is really hard for me because I don't want it to get political or anything, but uh, one thing that I struggle with that I have seen over the last two decades in particular is that Christians in particular have been not only tolerant, but apathetic toward things that are counter to God's will. And in a sense, we've kind of been asleep at the will and, and seeing all of these different changes in our society. A lot of times in a, in a lot of places or at work, you can't say Merry Christmas. You have to say, 
you know, happy holidays. Um, a, a lot of places people worry about even saying the name of God while other people use the name of God in vain. And so that's that's kind of my concern is I personally feel like we need to take a stand, but I think we need to do it in a way that Christ would want us to do. And I, I don't have I don't have the right answer about that. But again, that that part kind of bugged me about this book is because even though he said, well, we don't you know, we're, we're not saying that these things are OK. But at the same time, when we when we tolerate and we embrace certain kinds of behaviors. So so, for example, I really don't like it when there's a lot of swearing and particularly using the Lord's name in vain. And but if I'm around that type of environment, pretty soon I will be engaging in those kinds of behaviors. So that's that's kind of my concern. Hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. Another thing that I wish he would have done better at is he kind of always assumed that being offended meant that we got angry and really upset. And I don't think that's always necessarily true. I think a lot of times that when we're offended, that it, it can make us sad and it can cause a lot of grief rather than being upset. So I, I don't know if that's something that you've ever experienced, but I wish that's something that he would have he would have talked about a little bit more. He also talked a lot about being spiritual rather than religious. And again, um, I've seen the trend on this, uh, particularly in our society over the last few decades, is, is to become more spiritual and less religious. And what that essentially means is, you know, I don't really believe in a particular truth or a particular doctrine. And I, and I think that's really, really problematic, especially from our own faith perspective. I also think about when the scriptures talk about contend against no one except the adversary or the devil is out there as a lion or put on the whole armor of God. There are plenty of references about how God expects us to be warriors for him. Now, I'm not saying we need to go around and shouting, shouting at everyone that we see who doesn't believe in Jesus Christ or in the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints but again, I worry a little bit about the kind of this neutral approach that whatever you want to believe is okay because God God loves you. God tells us that we are commanded to preach the gospel of repentance. And that's not only for ourselves, but for other people as well. Again, I'm not saying that we judge them, but again, it's a very it's a very fine line. And as you could see, I really struggle with how I thought of, of this book in a lot of different ways. Overall, one of the things that I got out of this book is just continually asking myself, where do I get offended? Where are my emotional triggers? What, what sets me off? What makes me upset? And it reminds me of a stake president that I went to a long time ago. And I was struggling with some other people in the ward. And he asked me, are these kinds of things limiting your ability to worship? And in some ways, I wanted to say, yes, please excommunicate them because they're limiting my ability to worship. But I think what the stake president was looking for is if these things are limiting your ability to worship or if these people, why are you giving them so much of your time and attention? Why are you focusing so much on your hurt? instead of your relationship with God. 
And if you've heard even a few episodes in this podcast, you know that what I have preached, if you will, is that our primary sense of belonging needs to come through Christ rather than from other members, rather than from members of the church. Now, it's great if other members of the church create an environment that is conducive to belongingness. But anytime when our sense of belongingness is dependent upon how other people treat us or react to us, I feel like that's when we're in trouble. Our sense of belongingness needs to come directly by knowing that we belong to Christ and that he wants us in his church. And everything else is auxiliary to that. So again, uh, the whole idea of of being offended, I mean, it just reminds me, I don't need to get offended when there's a red light and I'm in a hurry. I don't need to get offended if um, one of my children doesn't like the cooking that I don't like either. You know, there's just certain things where I'm thinking, okay, do I really need to get offended? And I I feel like I'm more aware of that. I, um, I, I can't necessarily recommend this book, even though there's so much that I like about it. And because there's so many different things that I think are kind of on the edge that uh, are similar to the gospel, but are different enough from the gospel that I think um, I probably would not recommend this book. But again, I am really grateful for it. I'm not opposed. I'm not offended. If you, if you buy the book, if you read the book, and um, I am, regardless, I'm grateful for the opportunity to hopefully become less offendable in my life. And I hope that it helps you too. Take care. Bye-bye.